whatever you're doing, I mean, there are thousands of photographers out there. There are thousands of stationary boxes out there. There are, there's a lot of chocolate in the market. I can tell you that. <laughs> I've, ta- I've eaten most of it. Hello and welcome to Your Own Drum from The Empowered Feminine, where we speak to brilliant women about their lives and how to find happiness in a complicated world. My name is Claire Spink, founder of The Empowered Feminine and lover of all things that guide women home through self-empowerment. So if you feel like you're in need of reconnection or recharge, this is a podcast for you. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's podcast where I have an empowered, magically creative, ever so slightly fucking chaotic, but completely lovable Carla Watkins. Carla, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. That is probably the favourite way anyone has ever introduced me ever. I am going to steal that. <laughs> you can steal that. Um, I am not going to give you any credit if I try to introduce you properly. So I'm going to let you explain to all our listeners who you are. And I know that we're going to actually, before we go into this, those of you listening, go and get your little shots of vodka ready because every time you hear the word multipod or multipodder, you're going to take a little shot. So, over to you, Carla. And then we want some footage of yep. who has got the drunkest during yes, this podcast. absolutely. That's what I like to see. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so, um, hi, I am Carla Watkins. I am a visual magic maker and a proud multipod. And by multipod, I mean someone who thrives on multiple things, as you'll find out in about 30 seconds' time. <laughs> so, primarily, I'm a photographer and I specialise in making women feel amazing about themselves. So, I started out in boudoir and still shoot boudoir, but also do, I now specialise in brand photography. So, women in business, showing them as they really are, boosting their confidence and their visibility online. Um, so, that is the thing that I do most of and lights me up. I also am a semi-professional mermaid, well, was a professional mermaid, then the pandemic happened. Um, so I'm a professional mermaid and I turn people into mermaids and everyone should be a mermaid for a day. It's the best thing ever. Um, so, and yeah, photos of mermaids. Uh, and I also shoot um, art and fairy tale work. So um, for exhibitions and what, what goes on inside my head. It's, it's an interesting world inside my head, seeing it visually. <laughs> that's, that's fun. The inner workings of Carla. Um, and my other businesses are um, Ink Drops, which is a stationary subscription box, which turns 10 this year, which I run with a lovely friend, Anastasia. And uh, my lockdown project was starting a chocolate company with family in Malden called Tempered, uh, which has got very exciting it's gone beyond our wildest dreams it's um exploded a bit and i have now eaten a lot more chocolate than i thought i would have done by this time (laughs) in my life um and i also have a podcast which i run with a photographer and writer who's based in canada and i think that's everything at the moment that is an (laughs) immense amount of different businesses like the amount of hats that you must put on yeah there, there are many hats um there's a lot of juggling um i think it's probably probably useful at this point to say that i also discovered this year that I, last year that i have adhd and i think that might be a superpower in my case i think that might be how i juggle all the shit so that's interesting like mm. you've got the adhd cape on mm-hmm. because i was going to say to you like, how do you just find the time for the creativity to kind of you know channel that into everything and yeah i mean <laughs> I think my honest answer to that is that I do my best creative work in the middle of the night when no one else is awake asking me stupid questions. Not that all the questions are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I think, yeah, I I think there has to be time away from other people in order for me to 
yeah. actually get the creative work that needs doing done for all of those things. Yeah, and I know, obviously, because we had a little chat beforehand, that you've been single now for... Eight years. Eight years. And it's a conscious decision of yours, isn't it, to be single? Yes. So I had a long relationship from 14 to 22-ish, and then a little break, and then another couple of years relationship. And they were both lovely. There was nothing bad about those, but I discovered after the end of the last one that I am just much happier on my own. Uh, which I have to say was as much of a surprise to me as it was to anybody else. Um, But it was kind of a slow realisation that on my own, I am happier and calmer and more creative, more fulfilled. I've got more time for the things that make me happiest. Um, I can see people, not I can't see people in a relationship, but again, you spend time with someone when you're with them and you love them. Um, And it has been, it wasn't initially, it was a, it was like, oh, I quite like this. I'll see how it goes for the first couple of years. And then I started celebrating my single bursary, which hilariously is on Valentine's Day. That's when my last relationship ended. Um, and yeah, I celebrated eight years this year. And I can't honestly see that changing. Um, I plan to retire with a close friend of mine who's similar. Um, so we're going to look after each other when we get, you know, when we do dark stuff like fall over in the bathroom. We will deal with that with each other. But up until then, I'm going to be gloriously single and creative is my plan. I think that's a really important thing because so many people, yeah, society expects that we should live this, you know, husband and wife or just in a relationship. And when you say that you're single and that you're happily single, people kind of look at you as if they think you're batshit crazy. But I know that, like, so similarly, I took a year out of dating men last year and it was so good because it was like I cleared all that shit out of my womb space, my creative energy. They weren't taking up my head space. And I could then suddenly get the, like, my creative juices were flowing for like launching my business and I think that's the really important thing to kind of get out there to other women that you know so many women stay in relationships and they're not happy in and it's draining them I you know obviously we can go off on a tangent on that and I probably won't because <laughs> we're not here all day for that but go I on, think yeah. for me the the really key thing is that I can be the most myself I can be there is no compromise um and that I think from a creative and business and throwing things out into the world point of view is really valuable I don't I doesn't doesn't make any other way of being any less valid but for me being able to to be wholly and completely myself in a really deep way is um is I think really key to all the different things that I do yeah so you do you do some business mentoring don't you and what's your I'll let you say it because you're going to say it way better than I <laughs> what is your tagline for that <laughs> for colorful magical weirdos like me yay <laughs> Um, yeah. She sits here with her blue hair and blue and purple hair, sorry. And sparkly hair. Yes. And glitter in the daytime. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, that is for um, kind of businesses um, who, well, business owners really, um, who might be a little bit unsure of the next direction, or most often actually it's people who are multipods but don't necessarily know that they are. So they've got all these conflicting things, and the should out there is where well, you've got to pick a thing. Pick the thing you're best at, or pick the thing you love the most and do that. Mm-hmm. And my approach is well, actually, how can we blend them? How can we make them fit? You know, what are your busy periods in a year? How can we fit those things together so you can do all of the things? Um, there there is maybe a little bit of compromise in that you can do all of the things and you can do them all at once but you do have to accept they will all grow slower than if you focus on just one but there's no reason that you have to put anything that you love to one side and your focus as well like you really help women not to just live their lives authentically but like you know three thousand percent be three thousand percent yourself why just be a hundred percent yourself (laughs) <laughs> and I think that, that if we tie that back in really quickly just to the relationship thing, you know, if you're not in a relationship that is fulfilling you and lighting you up, then you're not 
going to be authentically yourself. But he, you know, you can have a relationship with someone who absolutely likes well, you. Who, who brings more and of you out, absolutely. Exactly. And I think that's a really positive thing. That's the kind of relationships we should be having. But they can have a relationship with you in the mentoring world. Yes. And you help them to find that drive and that passion and, and what lights them up. And, and I think confidence as well. I think women really suffer from, um, I don't know if it's a modesty thing that's drilled into us when we're young, um, but actually seeing, and that's that's for me where the photography comes in, is that seeing yourself as you are rather than as you think you are. So seeing yourself as the world sees you is really important to me because my own first experience of that was transformational. Um, and that's just an amazing thing to be able to do that for other people. Yeah. What's your, so when you're doing like the, I guess the, the photography work, how do you, do you spend time getting to know them? And how do you do, do you, uh, you know? We, there's always cake, because <laughs> that's obviously, obviously part of any good. Uh, we say today we have, we have brownies, brownies on the table, <laughs> yes, I, I knew, I knew this was going to be a good one. Um, so yeah, there's, um, for the brand photography, there's a really in-depth planning process, um, and we always meet beforehand as well. Um, and there's a similar planning process, but obviously less business process, uh, business focused for the boudoir and mermaids. Um, and there's a lot of play. I do encourage people to play and to really kind of use their imagination and relax into being themselves because again I think there's a lot in adulthood I mean I am essentially just an overgrown child (laughs) there's a lot of I think especially in business there's there's a lot of shoulds there's a lot of um you know in order to be professional you must do this and in order to um be taken seriously you must do this and actually I don't subscribe to any of that because you can be successful without you can just be yourself and still be successful absolutely and before we came obviously on air you know Carla didn't know me that well and so she needed to check in that it was okay to have a few little swears and absolutely Yay. <laughs> because and this has always been my big thing as well is that, that those shoots of you know all well, if I'm going to do a podcast and I need to do this and I actually when I teach my courses I start and within the first half an hour I've said to them all okay I'm just going to warn you all that I do say shit fucking I wouldn't say the other one um and if you don't like it the door's there and no one's ever walked out but what it does is it gives people permission to be real and raw with me because they say that I'm just real and I'm just this, I'm not this... And they don't have person. to put a front on, which exactly. I think is, yeah, really, really important. And that's why I think we've got on so well today. This, like, you know, we actually did about three hours of talking before we even come on live because, you know, well, not really three hours, but, you know, exaggerating slightly. But um, it's, it's so nice when you meet people where you can actually be your authentic self. Yeah. And I think that's obviously what you drive out in people and you really can encourage them to do that within their own businesses as well and obviously within their photographs. And... Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it just, it's, I think, for me, it's really important to recognize. It took me a long time. So I've had, um, I started my first blog, something horrific, like 18 years ago. And I've had businesses of various sorts for about 12 years now. And I would say it's probably only in the last five or six years that I have really kind of understood and absorbed the fact that there is space for everyone, that actually no one will do what you're doing, whatever you're doing. I mean, there are thousands of photographers out there. There are thousands of stationary boxes out there. There are, there's a lot of chocolate in the market. I can tell you that. For sure. <laughs> I've, t- I've eaten most of it. Um, but there is no one who will do what you do just like you do. And that sounds really trite, but it really, I think it's something that can really change your mindset when you realise that, that actually people will book your service for, hopefully you're good at what you do, but actually they will book you for you as much as anything else because that connection is really important. I love that. And I think you know, if, of all the bits from this podcast, that, that one sentence, is something really important because there's so much competition still mm-hmm. with women and they, you know, they want to compete. And, you know, I always say to all my students as well, like, there's room for everyone. 
because you're all going to bring different aspects to it and different stories. And people are drawn to you exactly for your energy. You magnetise people to you that are going to vibe with you and they're going to get exactly what they need from you. And they may go on to another photographer or they may go on to another wound massage therapist or whatever afterwards because they've got what they needed from you. And then, you know, it's a bit like us in relationships with people, you know, you get what you need and then, and then you, then move, you move on. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a really valuable thing to say. So thank you. Now, I know that you are, I love this. When you told me this, I'm like, how do you find time to be writing, like, what, three books simultaneously? There's, there's five, in the, five in the works, but three, <laughs> three I'm currently working on at the moment, yeah. Which, which is your favourite one that is, like, really kind of gripping you right now? So the one that is taking up most of my kind of business brain space is the first one, should be the first one out, uh, which is Visual Magic. Um, so it's um, about how you can use brand photography to get more visible, get more confident and transform your own business. But it's not for photographers, it's for pretty much everyone well I mean photographers could use it but it's for everyone but photographers is it to make it really accessible um and kind of shooting your own how to work with people how to kind of work with um your photos and your website designer and your it yeah it's it's fitting that in and that's making me really excited because I think there is always a space for doing your own um particularly as you're evolving at the beginning um but the one that's really got my heart at the moment is singlehood so talking about um my experiences in singlehood I've got some people to interview um people like you who have had like a gap because um, it doesn't have to be a like the fact that I think it will be permanent for me doesn't mean it has to be mm-hmm. but I would really like it to not be seen as a in-between state that it's just another you can be coupled or you can be single mm-hmm. and those two things are because no one ever says to someone in a couple oh when when, when are you guys going to break up so you can be single again <laughs> um, well, to be fair I've actually imagined that most of my family would say that to me in most of my relationships amazing okay you might be the exception when they can play their queen song another one bites the dust thank you yes sorry, um, carry on. no no you're right no but on, on the whole it is definitely seen I mean even now even after eight years of it I've had um, some decent publicity around it as well and I still get people saying oh don't worry your prince will come I'm not looking for a bloody prince he's fine he can fuck mm. off when he does come um and I mean, I'm not close to the idea of being with someone. I just mm. at the moment, that's not something I'm looking for. So the book, um, that book has got my heart at the moment because there's a lot. And actually, the more I talk about it, the more people are opening up about. Um, I mean, I've had a couple of people say, oh, you know, I am happily settled now. But you know what? Those few years that I was single in living in such and such a place, those, those were some of the best of my life. And I just I think it's just something I'd really like to put out into the world and get more yeah. people to know about as a choice. And I think it's taken away that shame that some people feel in being single. Yeah. Which yeah. I have been through in my time, yeah. just just for, you know, in the interests of, like, this this was not an overnight, like, I broke mm. up and I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to do this. There was definitely a process of adjusting. Um, but yeah, there shouldn't be shame. Why, why should yeah. there be shame? I mean, if you think about it, I mean, what, what, most people that know me very well know that I love Bridget Jones. And, you know, she was that, you know, that singleton who was really uncomfortable in all those couple mm-hmm. situations. And I think it really highlighted that, you know, society in the world just expect that in order for you to be happy, you've got to be in a couple. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's amazing that you're doing something like this. And I know that there are certain people in my life I will be buying the book and amazing. giving it to them for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the fact that I just got to do a sneaky little look at somebody. And <laughs> I enjoyed that very much. Um, I did have another question in my head, then it's obviously gone because I got into my mischievous brain. <laughs> Well, you asked about the books. So the third one is multipoddery. So again, just bringing that concept because again, it's a, I feel I feel like I didn't set out to give people permission, but the thing that I was missing when I started my business journey was permission to do it my way. 
and the multipoddery thing again is introduced because I've lost count now of the number of people just in my day-to-day life who've said oh and I love this and I'm doing this thing in my but I also want to do this other thing in my job and um not necessarily just in business but um and I've gone well you could come across this concept where you can be so the other word for it the words that you guys might have heard um is multi-potentialite scanner and uh, renaissance person or renaissance man or woman um Multipod is the word. It's not as well used a word, but it's the word I like the most. Could you say multipod about another three times? Because then I think we're up to about multipod, twelve. Multipod. <laughs> <laughs> that's about twelve vodkas people are drinking. <laughs> that's, for me, again, it's it's that thing of just just opening up as a choice. It probably isn't for everyone. In fact, it definitely isn't for everyone. Um, but for me, when I discovered it was a concept, it was it was like everything fell into place. I was like, oh, that's why I do. That's why I thrive. Because I have tried. I've tried in my time shutting everything off and focusing on one thing, and I'm miserable. And not especially productive or creative either. It becomes a, a, a chore then. Whereas when I'm flitting between lots of different things, all of those things are benefiting much more from me. Yeah. And I think, you know, because you said obviously with the ADHD, I think it probably really helps actually keep you in, in, in balance in life because it actually fits who you are. You're not trying, mm-hmm. you know, obviously this podcast is called, you know, Your Own Drum. And there's two angles to it. And one is, you know, Bang Your Own Drum, which we've done where we were celebrating all of the amazing gifts that you bring out to the world and we're kind of going, this is an amazing woman who, you know, does this, this and this. But the other one, part of it for me is beat your own drum. And it's like dancing to the rhythm of your own beat. Yeah. And that, fucking hell, like someone that does that to the nth degree is you. And I love that. It's like you give people permission. To, to do what works for them. Yeah. And to own that because there are no shoulds in life. Really and there's isn't. no guarantees in life either. I think that is the other thing. Absolutely. But you just don't know what is coming next. You don't. So you need to make the most of what you've got Yeah. in each day. That sounds so trite when I say it out loud. But it's true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> and I've been giving you permission to swear. I've just realised that I've swallowed a lot more than you have. Because oh, I really feel like I've dropped into my altar and I'm just like, blah, blah. blah. You're all good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I actually I do. I normally punctuate with swearing, so I'm not quite sure what. It's all good to do for me. Yeah, no, I, I think it is. It's that that permission to to live. Um, yeah, live live to your. I like that. Live to your own rhythm. That that is something that I think we we do. And obviously, there are you know we have people in our lives. We have we might have children. We might have partners. We might have other family, um, work colleague. I mean, my my other half fitting jobs. Um, she tends to get up at five a.m. and go to bed about nine p.m. So we literally tag team every day because I go to bed about four in the morning. So I, yeah. Wow. So the stuff I've been doing, I'll send her a message and be like, I know you'll be up in about an hour. This is the stuff I've done. This is where I need you to take off. It's great. Um, but again, both of us now we're self-employed. We actually met working at Essex Libraries and um, that was obviously much more structured. Like we had to be there when the libraries were open. That is a usually a requirement of a job to be there when the place <laughs> is open. It's not something I've ever been very good at, but it's, it's a thing you're supposed to do. And I think both of us are much happier on our respective, completely opposite, but our schedules, our, our, our rhythms rather than the kind of average one for the world. Absolutely. And also the other thing that I know that you've done is you've consciously chose not to have a child, which yeah. take my hats off to you and celebrate that because so many women, they want a child because society expects them, again, to have a child because you're not fulfilled in life as a woman unless you have a child. And actually that's bullshit. And so, <laughs> you know, yes, I do have a child, but... You know, and that's not actually. But then that's really nice to hear as well. I mean, I, I do. I know. I know from um, lots of my friends actually that I think sometimes the longing for a child is is a really visceral thing, as visceral as mm. my needing to be my own person and 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 you know work on my own schedule and and not be tied to um, a job and everything was. 
but I think no one should have a child that they don't want. And I know that I don't want one. And lots of people have said, oh, but I'm sure if you had one, you'd, you'd probably love it. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure I would love it, but I don't think that's necessarily the... Yeah. I don't know. It didn't feel quite right for me. And also, I know I don't want that responsibility. Really, I can barely look after myself some days, so I'm not sure I should inflict that on... One of the things that you haven't got to do in life is constantly tell them to put their shoes on and get ready for school. I mean, that saves a lot of breath. There is an amazing <laughs> sketch about um, leaving the house. Leaving the house when you are just an adult and leaving the house when you have children it's brilliant yeah it takes a long time yeah. but no and i'm not knocking anybody obviously no, I, like I, say, I have a child no, and, yeah. but, for, but it's for the me, expectations i think yeah. it's, it's the expectations of of and I'm, I'm 36 now so i am definitely at that age where um i've been to a lot of weddings a lot of hindus a lot of baby naming ceremonies and births and christenings and stuff and um people do look at me now and they're like are you, are you gonna I'm like, no no I'm not no my, my choice is not to and 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 don't get me wrong if I change that choice I will also own that change yeah. of choice I think that's that's what I would like for everyone is to be able to to do what's right for them but I can't see I've got 29 first cousins I cannot see me changing my choice I love kids but I do not want one every day <laughs> I'm asking you could you could hand them back <laughs> I tend to wind them up on sugar and then hand them back yeah, but that, yes, that's not, yeah. no, don't, don't give me your children to look after guys it's not a thing no it's it, and they are you know they're wonderful and I I'm really enjoying being an auntie actually so some of my closest friends have had children over the last sort of um sort of five to five years to the last six months or so and um it is it's amazing it's amazing being part of those children's lives it's a privilege to be part of their lives but then I also quite like them and the parents have actually said a couple of my friends have said it's nice that they can see a different way of living to exactly. mummy and daddy because obviously that's that's different for and it's just really fun yeah. the only downside is that i do have a few friends who are like could you just stop persuading our five-year-old that she wants to have multicolor rainbow hair because it's not really appropriate <laughs> at primary school <laughs> so apart from that we're all good um but yeah i love your multicolored hair thank you i do too. and i love that i know now. the person yes by flint Schultz. Who does, does it? Your hair uh, she she is a magical unicorn. World. Actually, we we both say she she uses colourful magical weirdo. Um, and we did a we made a unicorn together in the summer, and um, we were team colourful magical weirdos for charity. And we, we made a real life unicorn, and um, that was yeah, that was that was a pretty highlight of my. See, when you're yourself, I think that's a really good example. Actually, when you are three thousand percent yourself in your business, there are some corporates I have worked with who are a bit like, no, you're a bit weird for us. And then I get to make a real life unicorn. I mean, which would you pick? <laughs> so. Exactly. It's like you just don't have to grow up in life. You let, get to live out all of your fantasies, however that is for you. Yeah, it's amazing. I can mm. highly recommend it. Um, well, I would love you because I'm sure the people listening are like, yeah, I want to be 3,000% myself. I want to know how to have colourful hair and be a unicorn and a mermaid. Um, and there will probably be people out there that want to know where to get your book and everything like that. So where can people find you? So mostly at carlawatkins.com and on instagram as catalyst carla and if you go to get your vodka glasses ready your shot glasses ready if you go to carlawatkins.com forward slash multipod there are links to everything that i do that's probably the quickest and easiest way to not extend your podcast by three hours while i i will have (laughs) all of the links obviously ready and available so that everyone can just find you and have you got any exciting, other than your book, <laughs> have you got anything exciting? You've got so much going on. Have you, other than the books that are coming out, mm-hmm. have you got any any events coming up I, or anything like that that you want to talk I've about? I've my very first exhibition, which is a joint exhibition in April in Manningtree. So it's the 13th to the 23rd, I think. And then probably after that, that will go somewhere else. But we have not figured out what to do with that yet. So 
watch this space, <laughs> watch, watch the website space. Um, but that's really exciting because I've not had a chance to exhibit my personal work um, before. So that, that feels like a really big step. Um, but no, the books are my real focus at the moment. So, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm open for brand, brand and boudoir photography sessions, mermaid sessions. Now the summer is coming. No one ever wants them in the winter, unsurprisingly. But um, yeah, mermaid sessions are, are at, back up from about May time. Um, so yeah, I'm around for all of those things, but the books are my, my real focus. I am determined. They've been in, in progress for so long. I'm just determined to get them off my desk and into the world now. So I am really excited. Can't wait for them to come out. And, um, if you had one piece of wisdom to women to just get them like excited about being themselves, can you think what would be, or is it just your tagline that they need to remember? No, not necessarily. I think it's very... So that, for me, I'm... I'm Colourful Magical Weirdo is definitely me. I would say maybe the thing that you think is a bit weird about yourself, whether that is a childhood hobby or whether that's something you do now, whether it's something that... A good clue is if you don't talk about it that much, you really love it, but you often hide it from, like, the sensible people in your life. That's probably the thing that will connect you with, with your people, I think. Because when I started talking about that stuff, that's when I started finding the right people. There's a lovely little juicy nugget. Thank you. Well, I have absolutely loved chatting I have loved being here too. I'm (laughs) grinning away merrily. I I have no idea what the future is going to be like. Lots lots of of smiling. Yeah. Um, It's been amazing. And I know that we could actually, and I probably am going to get you back on again because I would really love to get you talking more and more about you know, the business mentorship um, mm-hmm. stuff, because I think there's a lot of, particularly the women, you know, that I've trained in the, the womb world, that they could really do with, you know, having someone kind of really kind of go, hey, let me just shake you into mm-hmm. this authentic, mm-hmm. weird, mm-hmm. creative, magical selves. Um, so, yeah, I'd love I'd to love have that. you come back again. I would love that. But, yeah, thank you for having me. It's been fantastic. Uh, well, it's time for us to raise our vodka glasses. It's actually just water. Cheers <laughs> to the best multi-podder around, Carla Watkins. Thank you. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this show, then please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. See you on the next one. Big juicy love.